I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Take 454. <laughs> um, <laughs> welcome to My Vagina. This is Jesse Karen. This is Rebecca Frank. And here we are again, having our current historical, hysterical, infuriating conversation about our lives as vagina-having organisms. All content made up on the spot, but probably researched. Just kidding. It's definitely researched. <laughs> Hey, girl. <laughs> so we're really excited because we finally got some emails. Not like we've been begging for that. <laughs> I know. It was actually so funny because Jesse and, and I. And they're not by our mom. No. Or anybody that we know. I was having this moment of feeling nobody like. Nobody loves us. Yeah, nobody listens. People don't want to get involved. And I was like, Jesse, all I want is for one email. And she was like, I know, girl. And then 10 minutes later, what happened, Jesse? Cole sent us an email. Yeah. It was really cool. She asked us so many questions, really likes the show. And we're so happy that you reached out to us, Cole. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. And um, she gave us a lot of really awesome ideas. So coming your way, we're going to have we're developing a feminist reading list. If you folks have any suggestions, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. If you guys have. Oh, my God, I just did it again. <laughs> if you vaginalings. It's have really any, hard it's, not to say you guys. It's so hard. If you vaginalings have any suggestions as to books that we should add on there, things that funny, things that are informative, things that make you think, uh, send us an email, welcome to my vagina.com or at gmail. Yeah. Welcome to my vagina at gmail.com. <laughs> also go to welcome to my vagina.com because Please. we're going to have a, uh, mailing list. True. <laughs> Yay. So Yay. many fun things happening. Yes, and also we are definitely going to answer all the questions that Cole gave us. Uh, they will be coming out in the next couple of months. Yeah. We're trying to reach out to some people, see if we can't get someone a little bit more expert to mm -hmm. answer some of these questions because they're really, really cool. So we're super psyched. Well, because we know you're super surprised that we're not experts in everything. But. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we talk a good game, but. Um, and then we also got an email from Michael. Vaginalings all need to let us know whether you have tried this or try it and let us know if it works. Michael told us that if we clench our butt cheeks when we have the hiccups, it will it's an instantaneous cure. No idea. Had I had no idea. I had no Never idea. Never tried it. I haven't tried it either. 
Yeah. So Michael told us that and also just said that he's been really enjoying the podcast. Yeah. And um, told us that he thinks rape culture is not okay, which we agree with. <laughs> Love hearing that from a dude. We were telling you this because we just want to let you know that your feedback means a lot to us. <laughs> so if you could send us some more, we need it now. I'm like addicted. She's like gritting her teeth. I am. <laughs> please send her emails. <laughs> send emails, please. And we're going to respond to all of them. Last thing before we get into some more sex education. What, what? What, what? Uh, God, I can't pull that off. Um, <laughs> is that in order to get more uh, reviews and emails, we are going to give out three clay vaginas from at Betty Blowup, who was so awesome in donating those to us. Please go check out her Instagram at Betty Blowup and see all of her like cool clay vaginas. And she's also a really great singer. Yeah, she's super um, rad. So thank you all so much for all of your support. Uh, please review us and then email us your address and we'll be sure to send you a clay vagina. Yeah, the first three positive reviews that we get. <laughs> Let's because don't send us no bullshit. You're not getting a vagina for being an asshole. <laughs> you have it based in something that we can do better, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Constructive criticism is okay. Allowed, allowed. Um, but yeah, give us some stars, give us a review, and then not some stars, five stars, five Rebecca. stars, all the stars. Uh, send us a, give us a review and then email us at welcome to my vagina at gmail.com with your contact information and we will send you what are you doing? I Jesse's just licked like, the microphone baby for no birding. reason. <laughs> baby birding over there. Um, and we will send you a clay vagina. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, hello. Hey girl. Hey. Oh my God. I have been dying to meet you. Oh, cool. Okay. Hi, I'm, I'm Jesse. Well, I'm your genitals. <laughs> What's up? Well, I was wondering when you, you go first. Wait, Do you want the grand tour? Uh, yes, please. Great. Okay. All right. So, uh, we hope you enjoyed our last episode. Mm -hmm. This is part two. This is part two of sex education. I think there's going to be lots of this, lots more episodes about this. Oh, yeah. I think it's super important. We're going to come back to it. And I'm, I'm very passionate about it. I think, because I think it bleeds into a lot of our society. Yeah. Like I not, mean, sex education isn't just about sex. I right. Think. Yeah. I mean, I think not learning about our bodies is ridiculous ridiculous <laughs> but also a lot of this stuff feeds into the patriarchy and into misogyny and and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff not giving people the tools that they need not giving women the tools that they need to protect themselves moving forward and not giving the lgbtq plus population any sort of support or or the feeling that they are normal mm -hmm. sexuality is a spectrum and that like there isn't there isn't one or two that are acceptable. We, mm -hmm. we exist on this larger spectrum and it's all fine. And right. if we would actually provide the information in schools that told people that it's fine and yeah. you're supported and you're not any less human than anybody else because you have questions about, yeah. you know, your gender identity or, or you want to be with someone that has the same genitalia as you. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong it's with all that. normal. Separation of church and state. For real. Yeah. I mean, religion has no place in our, I don't think religion has any place in our formal education system. I no. think if you want to teach your children religion, that's perfectly fine. But there, I went to CCD. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's what I that's went for. to synagogue. Yeah. Right. You go on your own time Absolutely. or you, you can send your kid, you can opt to send your kid to a religious institution of some kind. If that is where your value lies. Totally. That's fine, but don't. But they should still be taught us. sex education. Oh, absolutely. In a religious setting, absolutely. private school or not. Yeah. So anyway, so. What it is. What is sex education? What it is. What it is. Um, What's that song? 
what what it is song anyway oh <laughs> it's playing in my it's playing in my head well we all know what sex is right well maybe not because we're not being taught about right it. yeah yeah do we looks around <laughs> nothing <laughs> i actually looked this up on wikipedia so you know the most noble education forum like what sex is Sex education. Oh, okay. It's the instruction of issues relating to human sexuality, anatomy, reproductive health, reproduction, safe sex, birth control, abstinence. But they included emotional relations and responsibilities, which honestly surprised me because I think that's left out of education a lot. And we touched upon that with Olivia and Maya in our last episode. Yeah, I should check out the links will be in the episode notes. Yeah. So backing up step one, how to put on a condom. Step two, teaching boys how to hear and read. No. Right. Step 344, emotional intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the fact that, as we spoke about last time, that emotional intelligence and, you know, knowing what a healthy relationship is goes beyond an intimate, like a sexually intimate relationship. And it also includes your friendships and right. relationships with family members and all of that kind of stuff like that can actually fall under the purview of of sex education. It can be taught in that context yeah. of of how do you value of teaching value, of your yeah. own value of yourself, of yourself. Because yeah. that's empowering and like that will probably help with like consent culture. <laughs> Absolutely. It gives you the power to say no. It gives you the power to be confident in like who you are and what you know that you want or don't want. And it hopefully would have the effect of if we teach consent as just like a, a part of life, a, a, a normal thing, you don't have the rejection thing that comes in that then makes people double down on assaulting somebody or raping somebody or just basically try getting them to concede eventually. Mm-hmm. If consent is just a thing that's not a rejection, it's just like a yeah. not now, you yeah. know, or not ever, but not ever is okay. It's not a rejection of you as a human. It's just like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And, and the sooner we get to a point where we're like, oh, okay, fine. You know, like that mm-hmm. it stings, but, but I'll survive cool. and somebody else will want to. Yeah. That's, I'll be all yeah. right. I feel like that reminds me of incels. <laughs> yeah. Right. So the reason we want to talk about this is because there's no required standard for sex education in our country. And a lot of the quote unquote education that is available is all shame and fear based. And this lack of knowledge, I think not only in the U.S., but in the world is damaging to our society on lots of levels like teen pregnancy and STDs and the ambiguity of consent. In addition to that, the amount of people being left out of the conversation completely, which is the LGBTQ plus community. I read somewhere that there was a, a rumor in a district somewhere that if you had doc, if you drank Dr. Pepper, it mm. would help protect against pregnancy. Oh, I- Dr. Pepper is a soda. <sighs> Did that rumor go around your high school where if you shook up a Pepsi can or a Pepsi bottle mm-hmm. and you stuck it up your vagina that it would prevent pregnancy? Um, no. What? Oh, my God. Could you imagine shooting Pepsi up your pussy? No. Do you know what that would do to your pH levels? Oh Hell my God. no. God, the sizzling. <laughs> But these are the things these are the things that That's people come up know. with to fill the space of lack of education. Mm-hmm. That if you shake up Pepsi and insert it inside of yourself and let the Pepsi erupt that somehow <laughs> that's going to keep you from getting pregnant. I mean, and of course it's just the women doing this. Those are the sorts of information that fills the void because we all have Can a thirst know? for knowledge. And and students have good questions mm-hmm. that deserve answers. Yep. It's it's not ethically proper for what the what we're teaching children. <laughs> right. So some of the stats that we have here are that 12 states require discussion of sexual orientation in sex ed and the rest leave it up to the invi- individual districts and a lot of times the parents. Right. So that means that we've got 38 states that does not mandate acknowledging 
LGBTQ issues at all in health class. It gets worse. <laughs> so of the 12 of those, three require schools only disseminate negative inform information about sexual orientation. And of the remaining nine mandate that sex ed be taught in high school, be inclusive, providing science based information. Four of those require teachers to cover gender identity. So four of 50 states require yeah. teachers to talk about gender identity. Mm -hmm. And so we wonder why kids are turning to YouTube and Tumblr and stuff like that in order to get their information, which there's some really great resources. Like we follow uh, Uppercase Chase's YouTube channel and he's awesome. He's got some really, really fantastic information, super without judgment, anything that you need to know. He's covered so much stuff, but mm -hmm. he's recently had the experience of having people report his channel because they want him off because they are hateful, horrible, small right. people who are intimidated or scared or whatever about what he has to say. But it's like he's filling a really, really, really important area for a lot of people um, who don't have access to this information and think that there's something wrong with them. Right. And if you teach proper sex education, it also reduces bullying of people right. that don't understand because it helps them understand. People are just afraid of what they don't know. And right. so if we started teaching this more, it would just normalize. People aren't born racist and sexist and transphobic and homophobic and all of this other stuff. Like these are all learned behaviors. Yeah. And so the more access we have to information and to, other, and to people who are different from us, the more accepting and the more we're just a big giant hug, yeah. which is what I really want. These teens can't go to any adults. And mm -hmm. so they're going online and not only looking at things that are not age appropriate, but also mis right. misinforming them completely. And apparently there's seven states that limit what they can say about homosexuality. And they're called no promo homo laws. Right. Which are local or state education laws that expressly forbid teachers of health. So even if they wanted to, the teachers of health and sex education can't discuss lesbian, gay or bisexual. Uh, and that's not even touching upon trans, asexual, intersex. Else. Forget it. And you know, when we're talking about bathroom bills or like all of this other stuff, it's this idea that information will quote unquote turn people. It's this idea that your sexuality is is a choice that you make as opposed to the way that you are. And this idea that like if you teach people about LGBTQ things, that they'll turn that LGBTQ. They'll be, yeah, yeah, that they'll be rather than rather than making the world a safer space for the people who are LGBTQ and either are afraid to come out or it takes them so long because to come out and to feel like themselves and to yeah. feel safe because they don't know and they don't have they don't have words for all of the things that they're feeling right. and they don't have a community this is institutionalized yeah it's institutionalized bullying and it's othering people and it's killing people i mean that's the yeah, result absolutely. the suicide rates specifically in the trans community are fucking through the roof right yeah Ugh. <laughs> Man, I just got mad. Happy Ooh. fact. Great, great timing because yeah, I just have 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 happy folks. Happy fact is that the state of Washington passed the Healthy Youth Act in 2007 mandating that it if public schools provide sex education, it be appropriate for students regardless of race, disability status or sexual orientation. Good job, Washington. Yeah. That is really happy. Yeah. Which is And how hard is that? It's not hard. You know, just to be like let's care about the people that we're teaching. You know, you read these things and, and people saying like, there's no solution or there's no answer to this. And then you see something like that and you're like, no, there is. It's just like people need to stop being fucking buttheads. Yeah. 
And there's no reason that there should be a law like Alabama in terms of sexual health education, right. which is that classes must emphasize in a factual manner and from a public health perspective that homosexuality is not a lifestyle acceptable to the general public and that the homosexual conduct is a criminal offense under the laws of the state. That's one of the first things we should do is get all of these is to, homophobic to laws take Alabama off, off, and cut yeah, it out and bye. just <laughs> but like get all of these homophobic laws off the books. I mean, they are we should have a standard, a human rights standard in this country that respects people and that does not use the law to disallow people from living their lives. Yeah. The idea that our sexuality is being regulated by the United States government is yeah. like and by a Republican state <laughs> and Republic and and the I mean the one of the tenets of Republicanism is is small government. And so how are you a Republican state and you're like, no, we want small government, we want low taxes, we want small involvement, except for when it, it comes to this. Your and body. Then we're gonna be all up in your shit. Yeah. Except for when it comes to your body. Yeah. Your personal like vehicle in life. Yeah, like, God, stop, <sighs> stop legislating hatred. Sex education teaches young people how to have a healthy, pleasurable relationship with sex. Done. Yeah, that's it. That's all like, it should be. That's all it is. I mean, all of you listeners at home or on your way somewhere, whatever, think about like how long it took you to have a healthy relationship with sex and with your body and mm -hmm. with, you know, having sex with somebody else. Or like, think about whether you're there or not. I mean, I think a lot of us have a lot of hangups about this stuff because we had to learn it on our own and because we had to oh, teach yeah. ourselves not to be ashamed. Yeah. And it's a constant fucking process. It took me years not to feel shame. Yeah. And even now, like there are times where somebody will ask me a question and it, depending on the like with my friends, I'm very open. I don't give a crap. There are times where I'm like, oh, this person's going to judge me mm -hmm. and I don't want to have to feel shame about my sexual even people that I've dated. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it's crazy. It's that really sucks. It's a bad feeling. All right. Should I list off a few more stats? Yeah. Do All it. right. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm getting, getting crushing it. Crushing getting, it. We crushing are crushing it. it. I love this conversation. So, yeah. So I repeated. I said this in our last episode, which will be in the notes, that only 24 states and the District of Columbia mandate that you teach sex education and only 13 require that it be medically accurate. Allegedly, or to, like I could go into a school and like maybe be like, if you have sex before marriage, your dick will explode. Like, I might be able to say that. Ooh. I mean, do you think I could? I think you could. There's a woman, I think it's Pam Stenzel. I don't know if she's still doing it, but she was an abstinence-only educator for No Screwing Around. And there is a point in her thing where she goes, here's a line over which you can't step. Absolutely no genital contact of any kind that's hand to genital, mouth to genital, genital to genital. Oral sex, which is mouth to genital, is sex. She's like this horrible woman. It's like she's trying to scream the sex out of teenagers. God, I'm looking at her right now. She is a, Pam Stenzel is an American Christian speaker known for lecturing to young people about abstinence-only sex education. She has been described as one of the country's most established abstinence only lecturers yeah. and speaks to more than half a million young people every year around the That's world. How many children she's warping? Um, apparently in 2013, um, Stenzel spoke at uh, George Washington High School in Charleston, West Virginia, um, and a 17 year old student by the name of Caitlin Campbell complained that Stenzel's talk was slut shaming. Great. Yeah. The school's principal then responded to this by threatening to tell the school that T Campbell wanted to attend, which was Wellesley College, that she had a bad character. Oh. Yeah. C 
Campbell then went on 2020 to talk about to criticize Stenzel's talk and, and about how, you know, it made her feel. Uh, and she said that Stenzel's tone was combative and that Campbell it thinks is. that there's a better, more scientific way to address sex than saying just don't do it. And also fucking Wellesley College would be like, yes, come to us if they knew about this. They would be like, no, this is the kind of woman that we want to educate. Absolutely. But can you believe that the school's principal was like, fuck you, I'm going to ruin your life because you complained that th- this woman's abstinence only lecture was slut shaming? Wow. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to incredible. basically like, I mean, the Seven Sisters College, this is one of the best colleges in the country. To touch upon that, like the average, stu- the average person has sex when they're 17 years old. So mm-hmm. teaching abstinence only is just not logical. Right. But right. it happens. Anyway, there's another woman. Shelly Donahue, who describes women as a piece of tape and she keeps sticking it to her arm and says that it loses bonding power and the tape is damaged. Wow. So the idea that sex is something that devalues people who have it, particularly women, yeah, devalues women. keeps fucking coming up and non-verges can be compared to things like toothpaste or a chewed up piece of gum. And a woman is not, first of all, a woman is not a piece of chewed up gum if she has sex. Right. She's just a normal woman who wants to have sex, but the message is clearly damaging to anyone who hears it, but especially to sexual assault survivors. There is a woman, um, Elizabeth Smart, mm-hmm. who was kidnapped and assaulted at 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And she was sitting in her sex ed class and her teacher was telling everybody that if you have sex, you're like a chewed up piece of gum. And this girl at 14 years old thought to herself, oh my God, I'm that chewed up piece of gum mm-hmm. for something that she couldn't control. This just goes so, so far because it also it ties into so many of the other things that we've talked about, all these other themes, which is that, again, this is about women being devalued by having sex, women giving up some of their worth Mm -hmm. through having sex, whether they want it or don't want it. And then so and, and none of the shame being put on men. So it's like we not only have to police our own behavior and think about what this means for us, but also we have to police men's behavior because, you know, we all know the kinds of comments specifically like young women like teenagers early 20s when I was that age I mean I still get some shit now but it's like nothing compared to 10 years ago slut shaming oh yeah I got slut shamed by my vice principal that's insane what happened my friends were like she fucking hates you because I would wear skirts but I it was uh fingertip length which first of all Body policing, regardless. Ugh, so <laughs> this is ridiculous. She would pull me into her fucking office every fucking day. And there was one time I, we and her got into a screaming match in the middle of the hallway because I put my hands down. And I was like, this is what you asked for. Yeah. She also at one point came by me one time and ripped a, a hair clip out of my hair and said that it was a roach. Stop. Yeah. You know wow. what's really funny about that is I was what? such a fucking straight edge back in high school. I didn't know what a roach was. I was like, it's a hair clip. It's not a bug. oh my god that's so funny i didn't smoke until i was like 19 god what a horrible woman the other interesting thing is like it's not it's not exclusively women that do these sorts of things but but the the big names that keep coming up um in terms of abstinence only stuff and like the lecturers and stuff are a lot of times women and this is what we've talked about before which is that that women are also agents of the patriarchy, mm-hmm. you know, and there is, and like the vice principal, she, all she was doing was undermining your worth and your autonomy and, and making you feel bad because of her, something that was her own hangup. Right. Exactly. Going back to abstinence only mm-hmm. studies show, including the September issue of the journal of adolescent health 
uh, that programs advocating abstinence only often fail to prevent young people from having sex. No fucking duh. Shocker. Studies report that Americans are getting married later and the longer the window, the harder to stay abstinent. The current gap between young women who have sex and then get married is 8.7 years. I mean, and, and again, there's nothing wrong with being abstinent if that's a choice that you make for yourself. Absolutely. But like, and people should respect that. <laughs> having sex or not having sex should be treated the same way. Nobody should be put on a pedestal. No one should be considered more pure. Nobody should. There should be no value, external value placed on the way that we choose to, to live our lives. Agreed. And so if you don't want to have sex, that's great. Cool. If you want to have sex, that's great. Like that's your own. That's your own choice. But both sides have to respect the other's decision. Yeah, exactly. And again, arm the people who are going to have sex with the tools to do it properly. Because sex is not a scary fucking no. horrible thing. And abstinence-heavy messages spend so much time on the importance of saying no that they leave out what informed, enthusiastic consent looks like. Or suggest that one party is responsible for everything. The onus is on women. If we're going to, you know, compare it to other, like a ghoul to prison pipeline, like we're, <laughs> we're like creating... We're curating rape culture in our classrooms by mm -hmm. creating a pipeline by which women undervalue themselves, by which they don't know how to give enthusiastic consent. And, and men are not taught how to respect consent or, or the withholding of consent. Right. It starts that early. And it's something that people carry on for a really long time. And that, I would argue, on top of the fact that, like, you know, the hormones at college age and stuff like that, but these sorts of lack of open conversations during the high school years is what leads to the high number of campus sexual assaults. Mm -hmm. When you let children graduate high school without a full understanding of what consent is, you're pushing the culture that we already have, which is that frat guys at Yale, what, three years ago, felt comfortable screaming down the campus, no means yes, yes means anal. I didn't even hear about that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was on John Oliver. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, in a program called Sex Smart uh, was about fending off unwanted advances. And in this video, she says no. And then the guy in his head goes, is that a no or a yes? And then in her head, she goes, whoop, that didn't work. In her head, she goes, I'm going to have to put my foot down on this a little bit harder and be more direct. And she goes, no way. Wow. And I was like, that's what they're, they were teaching yeah. children in a sex ed video. They're basically legitimizing boys and men not respecting women's voices yeah. in the classroom. You should be taught that you have the power to say no, but boys need to be taught to be better at fucking hearing it yeah. or at least knowing what physical affirmation is. Yeah. Don't don't legitimize this. Like, no, it's two it's two letters N and an O. Here's Very a, easy. <laughs> here's a quick sex ed lesson for you. It's simple. If someone does not want to have sex with you, don't have sex with them. No means no. If you think you can persuade somebody to have sex with you, it's a no. <laughs> yeah, it's a no. And if you are not sure that someone wants to have sex with you or you can't read body language, just ask. If there's any doubt, if there's any shred of doubt, just ask. And you can always say no, even if it's halfway through. Mm -hmm. Yep, you can, you can withdraw your consent at any time. And that's for men and women. Yes, absolutely. We can change our minds. Things maybe don't feel right. Yeah. Something changes. We freak out, whatever it is. Communication is so important. Just keep talking. Just keep talking. If there's something you don't want to do, you do not have to do it. Mm -mm. And they sure should not don't. force you. No, never should. And they shouldn't, they shouldn't, like, actively persuade you either right especially unless you know there's a difference between having a 
sitting down with your partner and whether that is like a like a consistent like a boyfriend or girlfriend or if that's just someone that you sleep with sometimes or it's a one time thing, whatever, you should be able to sit down and have a conversation about like where your boundaries are, where your lines are and respect that. And that can change over time as you have more conversations. What? Sorry, I was reading an I'm anecdote really that I forgot this. to put down because I, when I was talking about studies show that programs advocating abstinence only often fail to prevent young people from having sex. I wrote down <laughs> that I got turned on by riding a horse for the first time. <laughs> Just like such a cliche for a fucking horse girl. Totally. <laughs> totally. That's so funny. So there is so, so very much to talk about here. Yeah. Um, and we uh really want to take get the we really want to take the time to make sure that we talk about everything in a in a way that we weren't talked to about it when we were younger. Right. So this is gonna be a reoccurring theme. We're gonna yeah. have a lot of episodes talking about the lack of sex education, what it means for different groups. Uh, we might go into details about specifically interesting cases or mm. laws in certain states or whatever and the implications yeah. of that. There's so there's so much. And we also would love to hear your stories. Oh, yeah. About um, great, uh, great education experiences you had or truly abysmal ones. Please email them to us. Mostly at, the abysmal ones. Yeah, I honestly those. want the mostly abysmal ones. I want those. But we do want to hear that, that there are places doing of it course, right. You yeah. Know. We do like happy things, too. We like too. positive stuff a little bit. <laughs> this is just a taster, of course. Um, yeah, so email us at welcometomyvagina at gmail.com with all your sex ed stories. People fear the unknown, but let's know them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Educate people on what consent is, mm -hmm. and we will have less sexual assault. Educate yep. people on the intricate... Intric Educate people on their intrinsic selves, their preferences, their identity, and there will be less stigmatization of the LGBTQ plus community and educate people on how to use protection and why, mm -hmm. and there will be less STDs and unwanted pregnancies and less goddamn conversation about abortion. Yeah, which <laughs> it's is really what, a win for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's, the information is out there, so we just need to be better about yeah. finding it and being open to it. Yeah. So if you guys also have any resources that you really like, please also send that to us. Welcome to my vagina at gmail.com, or you can DM us at, on Instagram at mm. welcome to my vagina. Or on Twitter at Welcome to My Vag. Um, and we would love to, you know, learn a little bit more and find some more people and um, all that stuff. So we're yeah, calling yeah, on our yeah. community to help us find some resources. 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 Right. Cool. Hello? Oh, uh, good evening. Are you the puberty fairy? The fuck did you just call me? The puberty fairy? I'm the hormone monster. I'm just here to give your friend a nocturnal emission. <laughs> These are all weird and fun facts that we should apparently know. Oh, a little more enthusiasm. A little more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> These are all cool and weird fun facts that we should know. <laughs> yeah. So much uh, so cool, so weird, so fun. So, back in 1386, a pig in France was executed by public hanging for the murder of a child. Wow. Like, who, who would do, why would you do that? How did it murder the child? I don't know. That's all the information I have. It killed a kid and they- They hung they it. They hung it. They hung the pig. Oh, did that make them feel better? I imagine that they didn't sleep well after. Can you imagine hearing those oinks? Oh, God. Yeah. Ugh. Wake you up in a cold sweat. Um, human birth controls work on gorillas. A single cloud can weigh more than one million pounds. Whoa. Yeah, I guess it's all that, all that like, water. water yeah. You can't kill yourself by holding your breath. 
but dolphins can. Do- well, dolphins they can, can drown kill themselves. Us? No. Oh. <laughs> that would have been an amazing fact. You can't kill yourself by holding your breath, but a dolphin can kill you by holding your breath. <laughs> okay. Men are six times more likely to be struck by lightning than women. Wow. Finally balanced out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoa. Beetles taste like apples, wasps like pine nuts, and worms like fried bacon. I highly doubt. I don't the think last one. worms taste like fried bacon. How could that be? I don't know. Maybe if you cook it with bacon. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably what you have to do. Uh, the placement of a donkey's eyes in its head enables it to see all four feet at all times. That's so bizarre. Coconut water can be used as blood plasma. Wow. I don't even know how that works. What's blood plasma? Plasma in the blood. <laughs> Wait, I'm looking it up. Blood plasma is a yellowish colored liquid component of blood that normally holds the blood cells in whole blood in suspension. This makes plasma the extracellular matrix of blood cells. Ooh, the matrix. That's what it is. It's yellow. Russia has a larger surface area than Pluto, which is maybe why we uh, stopped calling Pluto a planet. Yeah. And it's also maybe why Sarah Palin was able to see Russia from her home in Alaska. <laughs> it's the size of a planet. It's Finally, retribution for exactly. Sarah Palin. <laughs> the word gorilla is derived from a Greek word meaning a tribe of hairy women. Oh my God. There is a snake called the boom slang whose venom causes you to bleed out from every orifice on your body. You may even turn blue from internal bleeding and it can take up to five days to die from the bleeding. Whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. My mind just exploded. I know it's a lot. Wait. So it first of all, there's a snake called the boom slang. I was about to be like, "Ooh, it's like a boo thang. (laughs) (laughs) So now not only do men not have to trust women who bleed for five to seven days, but they can also not trust somebody who's dying from a boom slang 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 snake. In the year 2006, someone tried to sell New Zealand on eBay. The price got up to $3,000 before eBay shut it down. That's a deal. $3,000 $3,000 for New Zealand? That country is beautiful. Male dogs lift their legs. Oh, this is great. Male dogs lift their legs when they are urinating for a reason. They're trying to leave their mark higher so that it gives off the message that they are tall and intimidating. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All men. <laughs> All men. So basically, I need to move to Japan because in Japan, crooked teeth are considered cute and attractive. Oh my God. So, you love men with weird fucked up teeth. I love men with fucked up teeth. So anyone... Rebecca's ever been attracted to has some some weird shit going on in their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Like Eric has a gap between his two front teeth. I didn't even notice it at first. I think you pointed it out. You were just like, he has a gap between his teeth. And I was like, of course he does. That's why. That must be why. Pirates wore earrings because they believed it improved their eyesight. Next fact, pirates were stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Welcome to My Vagina. It's time for us to slide on out of here. God damn it. It doesn't like, sound right when I do it. I know. <laughs> Places you can find us <laughs> on Instagram at Welcome to My Vagina. We're trying to get a thousand followers to tell your friends. And uh, Twitter at Welcome to My Vag. We also have a website, welcometomyvagina.com, which leads you to my YouTube page, also yep. Welcome to My Vagina. Uh-huh. And there's a blog section where I have posted a couple of things, but we're also looking for writers. So if you have interesting opinions, if you are a 
person who wants to break into writing and wants to share your voice. We're looking for diverse opinions, all sorts of different people. We're basically looking know. for anyone who's not a cisgender man. We, yeah. we definitely want you guys to be allies, but right now we're looking yeah. for other voices. Yeah, and also we love uh, our white women peers, but we're two white women sitting here, so we'd love more diverse voices. Also, thank you so much to our producer, uh, Caitlin Moldenhauer of More Banana Productions. Please check out all of the work from this all-women network, including World Stealers, There Will Be Porn, I'm Listening with Anita Flores, and Awkward Sex in the City with Natalie Wall, which is coming to you in July. Yeah, More Banana Production is killing it. Yeah, guys, we're kind of taking over the world. And don't forget to review us. And subscribe and tell your friends. Yeah. And we're going to have merch soon. Merch. I don't know why that word always makes me think of Merkins. Ooh. (laughs) Merkin merch. Also check out all of Rebecca's writing at franklyrebecca.com. Da-da-da! Da-da-da! Yeah! All right. See you next... Tuesday! (laughs) See you next Tuesday! (laughs)